Hello and welcome to the Music and Mindset Matters podcast. I'm your host, Christy Russell. I'm a music and mindset mentor and founder of Movers and Shakers Music. I'm also a trained early childhood teacher, piano teacher, musician, mum of two, wife and passionate Aussie entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to spread the magic and power of music and mindset to as many people as possible. Every day I tap into the power of music and mindset and every day I notice how much more focused, resilient and connected I am at work and at home. You could even say I am more in tune with myself and the world around me and I want that for you too. If you're passionate about early childhood education, curious about the relationship between music, mindfulness and the human brain, then this podcast is for you. Join me each week as I discuss all things to do with music, mindfulness and why it matters so much to be advocating for this in early childhood. My goal is to inspire you with stories, research findings and a whole heap of practical tips so that you can have the confidence and skills to embed music and mindset practices into your daily routines and your early learning programs. Because when we love music, we love learning, we love life. Let's tune in. Hello, my dear listeners. Welcome back to another episode of Music and Mindset Matters. As I record this, I'm sitting on my new office chair. (laughs) It is bringing me so much joy because I've been sitting on this really um, very hard and uncomfortable stool for a while now. I bought the stools, oh my gosh, years ago. My husband keeps reminding me, so when are you going to, you know, do up those stools that you bought about 15 years ago? And I have a little giggle because I haven't got around to it. Um... I just like the shape of them. I like the look of them. Uh, and I got them in some secondhand shop. Yeah, as I said, about 15 years ago. Um, but I also have this, uh, it's a desk that I think it's one of those, like a graphic designers or drafting table that you can have on an angle. And it's quite high. So these stools were the only thing I had at hand. Anyway, I've been putting up with it. Oh, that's starting to frustrate me, that that sentence. Putting up with it for too long. And I finally treated myself to a beautiful new stool, uh, like a bar stool that can go up and down. And it's just lovely. I'm really, yeah, I'm, I'm feeling very joyful. And I've got, I'm not sure if you'll be able to hear it, but I've got this beautiful family of magpies caroling and cackling away outside my window and there's a gentle breeze and the sun is shining so strongly. Um, Blue skies, hardly a whiff of a cloud. It's such a beautiful morning and I'm feeling really at peace within myself these days and I would like to share with you some of the things that have helped me get to this place because it's been a long time coming. There have been um, two monumental times in my life when I was coming up to 30 and then um, in my early 40s, I think it was about 41, where I went through some really big transformations, personal transformations after a crisis, which is the way that things usually happen. Um, or opportunities to grow tend to happen with new learnings. Um, And this is my third personal transformation uh, just recently. For those of you who follow me, 
Um, you might remember at the end of last year, I had some significant body burnout, mental burnout, emotional burnout, um, purely because I was really burning the candle at both ends and then some. You know, there was a lot of growth with bringing my new business online, creating a website, doing all the things at once and really trying to make a go of it, which is, you know, ad- admirable in itself. It's it's a, It's still something that I'm very strongly you know I'm still on that mission to share the music share the power and the magic of music and mindfulness with early childhood education and um, and I'm very strongly focused on that but I needed to take some time out to shift my perspective and really look at what was driving me a lot of what was driving me I realized was um, fear of of not being good enough and not being worth actually, you know, everything that was driving me was kind of counterintuitive. So um, I, yeah, I've, I've taken some time to work with some coaching and to really just sort of um, unpack what's going on in my conscious mind and my unconscious mind and, um, yeah, just taking a different perspective and working with, um, I can tell you it's Chris and Philly Functional Medicine. Shout out to them because I'm so grateful to have crossed paths. They've been uh, very important in this personal transformation and my mission to end my body burnout for good. And, you know, as you might be aware, I, I like talking. I like talking about different topics and it eventually ends up coming back to a similar kind of theme that's running through it. And... Um, what I wanted to share with you today was to talk about routines and rituals and I do it's not just because I have another workshop on this coming up on Thursday which there are still tickets available if you'd like to um, to jump on my website and book them now Um, but it goes more than that I mean everything I do in my business is not just about my business it's not separate to me or external from me it is a very important part of who I am as an educator, as an early childhood specialist, as a musician, as a human, um, what it means for my family and my friends and, you know, the people that I want to work with. And I think I have a lot of, um, a lot of important and helpful ideas and things to say and practical tips. And, you know, I look forward to collaborating with as many people as possible and the routines and rituals have been on my mind a lot again because of the workshop as well but um, also because in my work that I'm doing um, through the coaching it is it talks about having some important routines to your day um, and creating more of a ritualistic idea around those routines and you know if we look at just a dictionary meaning of routines it's really a routine is you know an action that just needs to be done like making your bed or doing the dishes or um, taking a shower so we can just see them as simple actions and sometimes they're a bit monotonous sometimes they're a bit of a chore and then if we look at rituals they the difference seems to be they have you know they are an action they are a thing that that often needs to be done but they've got a more meaningful practice or a, a sense of purpose behind them they don't have to be spiritual or religious, although there are, you know, there are a lot of elements of that ritualistic um, 
uh, ritualistic practices in spiritual uh, spiritual pursuits or religions. But the thing for me personally, um, and I'm interested to hear what you think as well, is the difference seems to be focused on your on your mindset or your attitude or the intention behind it. So if we use the difference between a routine and a ritual as a difference in you know meaning or purpose, we could also like it stands to reason we could also use that as a similarity, you know, a wonderful way of looking at this as a meeting point instead, you know, an opportunity for meaningful connection and a higher purpose, you know, bringing your everyday routines, bringing the things that you have to do and sometimes you're forced, you feel forced in it. Why not bring the the aspect or the mentality of a, a, a ritual, sorry, and add that to the routine or bring it Bring that little element to the routine and perhaps the routine wouldn't feel so forced or annoying. And, you know, I'm talking to myself as well, thinking about the housework that needs to get done. Something that I do now, I make sure I do every time, is I put the ritual of music. You know, we have a bit of a dance off. We put, um, excuse me one moment, I've got somebody knocking on my door. I'm just going to press pause on this. And I'm back. Okay. That was my darling son coming and telling me he's finished his, his morning ritual of, of the housework. They have a couple of jobs that they need to get done on a Sunday morning so they can earn their, their extra pocket money. Um, okay, so where was I? Oh, yeah, talking about housework. Um, yeah, so I think, you know, I've often thought about routines, rituals, in this in the idea of the early childhood education space or the education space and I think what I've what I've worked out um, and this is why I've got the online workshop what I've worked out is that when you have so many things that you need to get done in early childhood space so if you're working in long day care you know there, there are things that you have to get done you've just you've got a list of to-dos you've got to get the nappy changes done and the meals done and and the, you know, helping toileting, helping getting dressed and undressed and putting the sun cream on in the warmer months. You know, there's certainly a lot of routines and, not, and I'm not taking any, um, I'm not making that any less important or, or, you know, saying that, you know, everything has to be perfectly done without any stress. But those are quite stressful times sometimes. You know, that's a lot of, there's a lot of children needing support at the same time. And sometimes you might have, educators that aren't able to support them because they're busy doing something else or you know I, I remember when on my days on the floor even even doing relief work and the amount of times that you could see that this you know a transition from everybody going on the mat to getting their shoes on to going outside you know they were chaotic times or children being starving and hungry or young toddlers and you know not always being able to feed themselves you know all being hungry at the same time and then trying to you know feed and and support these young children at the same time you know sometimes it can be really really tricky so if we already know that those times those routines are tricky and challenging at times that's power right there that's that's an information that we need to take on board that we can actually support to become more of a ritual 
to become having a, a higher purpose of connecting with these children, meeting their needs, you know, on a way that's not just meeting their, you know, feeding them or clothing them or changing them. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's more about this is an opportunity to connect, to create a magical transition, a magical space for whatever is needed at that moment. So if you know that you've got some nappy changes coming up, this is a wonderful time for you to be able to, you know, if there's two educators available, do some tag teaming, you know, go and do a few nappy changes, have some, have some nice gentle music playing on in the background if you can. Go and get that organized before nappy changes. Make sure that you've got um, everything that you need there so that you're not having to you know, rush off and get anything or feeling like you know, this is where the organization part of a routine is really helpful. And I understand that there are people that, you know, my best friend, for example, she's always said that organization and routines really um, make her feel very pressured. And she doesn't really like to stick to routines and things like that. Okay, that's that's totally understandable. For me, I know that that feeling is opposite. I feel a little bit lost if I don't have a, a you know a basic overview or a framework of some routines. Doesn't mean that I have to stick to those routines all the time. Um, you know, I remember when I was very early um, uh, a mum at the start of everything and you know it was very overwhelming having a little baby even though my background is in early childhood and I'd you know worked in plenty of babies rooms when it was my own I found it quite challenging and I stuck to routines like they were my lifeline and I look back at that and it's because I was feeling overwhelmed so I wasn't very you know I look back at the at the younger Christy as a young mum and I feel like giving her a big hug and just saying, you know, it was okay. You were feeling really stressed and overwhelmed as much as it was joyful having a, a new baby. There was also a lot of pressure and a lot of overwhelm and a lot of, you know, everybody knows if they're a parent, they don't come with a manual. And you can read as much as you can and inform yourself as much as you can before the event or during the event. But when you've got that real life little human there, and sometimes you can't understand what they need. It can be really, really tricky. So if you can imagine that in a room full of young children or babies, and sometimes you just don't know what they need, that can be really challenging. So if we know that elements of musical learning or music itself and elements of mindfulness, if we know that those things can help to create a safe environment internally, it can help to calm the nervous system, then why wouldn't we use them? You know, why wouldn't we, knowing that those often busy routines and ritual uh, routines during the day can be challenging, can be busy, can be noisy, if we know that, and if we know that musical learning and mindfulness can help to get, create those calm, connected, environments well that's a no-brainer for us to to tap into that and I think sometimes our general understanding of routines can be kind of unfairly biased towards the negative like it's I have to do this and I have to do this but I would really encourage you to be open and curious about how you can just little slot it in have it stack those elements of music and mindfulness so that they become not an extra thing that you have to do on top of the things that you're already doing 
but you know putting on some calm music in the background lovely gentle soft music i mean there's plenty of you know i've got a youtube channel with my beautiful tank drum music there are plenty of things on spotify you know calm kids there's you can there's youtube channels all over the shop with calm music you know have a listen to it beforehand and have a think is this really calm you know i love classical music i'm a classical pianist by trade that's my that's my upbringing but i also love all types of music but even so in some classical music you know there's too many ups and downs and changes in pitch and volume and tempo we don't want that that doesn't create calm that's for motivating that's for moving we want calm music that's slow and steady and gentle we want that kind of music in the background playing at sleep times at rest times meal times if you like in nappy changing times although nappy changing times it's also great to be able to sing what you're doing even if you don't see yourself as a singer you know use that routine of nappy changing which can become sometimes very challenging even at, at home if you're a parent or if you're a family daycare if you're a grandparent looking after your grandchildren you know use those routines those moments that have to get done during the day to make them magical because that's the language of children it's magic and I believe that even as we grow older and adults tend to lose our magic I really think we can find it again if we are open and curious and why not why who says that we have to be serious adults all the time and you know life has to be very you know strictly adhered to and we need to do the things that we're supposed to do and be responsible you know we can be responsible and play we can be responsible and capable and strong adults and still have fun and be curious and and you know have a shift our perspective about you know things that things that might make us um, or bring us to more joy you know there's so many stories that we carry from our childhood that if we don't revisit them as adults, you know, we kind of, we're kind of doing ourselves a disservice. Like if you thought of yourself as a kid and you, you know, and then as you grew up and you thought, oh, I'm just, you know, oh, play is just for kids or, you know, I've got to be serious now. Well, who says that? Who says it? You know, who, who made that up? Who made that up that once we hit a certain age in adulthood that we have to, you know, stop finding the joy and curiosity? Yeah, lots to think about. <laughs> um, I think that's probably all I want to talk to you about today. The vegetable patch is calling me. I've got some new plantings to do where... Um, We've got so many wonderful things growing, tomatoes and cucumbers coming out everywhere. And we have broccoli and zucchini and lettuce and peas and um, my watermelons are not doing great. It's, Tasmania is probably a bit tricky to grow watermelons, but I'm giving it a crack. Um, so the sun is calling me. I can see dragonflies and butterflies out my window. And yeah, I think that's all I'm going to do in the office today. So... I'd be really curious um, to hear what your thoughts are about routines and rituals because, as I said, you know, it's just my perspective on things. I believe that I can support educators, parents, carers, teachers to, you know, 
habit stack routines to rituals you know make that ritualistic meaningful purpose to the routines that you're doing just so you're a bit more calm and connected not not that everything has to be always calm but there's certainly those elements when we're all a little bit on edge you know we can support ourselves to be a little bit less on edge and then to you know to be able to just be a bit more settled in our nervous system you know and that's a good thing you know we live in a really busy world and often we are rushing and pushed for time and pressed for this and have to get this done so it's okay to slow down a little bit it's actually going to improve your resilience and improve your work productivity as well so yeah I'd love I'd love to hear from you if you have any thoughts or if you want to put a comment um, I'd love to see you online for the workshop on Thursday and I'll I'd like to um, to have that Again, I'd love to do that in person. I really love collaborating and speaking in public and working with educators in, in person. So if you're listening to this and you'd love me to, or if you're interested in me coming to do this workshop for you in person, please get in touch. I really, I really enjoy speaking um, and connecting with people in public and, and collaborating. So otherwise you can jump online. And um, that's all I've got for you this week. Have have a wonderful day or evening wherever you're listening to this and I look forward to speaking with you again soon. Okay, bye for now. This episode was brought to you by my signature course, Musical Mindset, an approach to early learning. It's the most comprehensive online course for early childhood educators and teachers and you can check it out at my website, moversandshakersmusic.com.au. Remember the double O in movers. You'll also find on the website other training opportunities and free resources to inspire you and boost your confidence and skills to bring musical learning and mindfulness practices into your daily routines. If you love this episode, please spread the joy and share it with a friend. Tag me on social media at Movers and Shakers Music. And remember to download it, give it a rating, because that really helps me to continue creating confidence that's relevant and useful for you and so many others. I'm Christy Russell, and I'm here to help you understand why music and mindset matters. See you again soon.